Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to another Wednesday night. It's good to be with you tonight. Uh, let's just pray before we get started and invite the Holy Spirit to help us uh, speak through this. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for the great salvation you've provided through Jesus Christ. And we just ask you to, as we, as I speak this word tonight, um, just help me to say the right things and, and bring, bring a point to, that helps each one of us to go on further with you. Thank you, Jesus, for, uh, for uh, giving your life for us. Holy Spirit for guiding and directing us. And we just give you praise for this word tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight I want to go back and speak to about some things that I've talked about frequently, but I haven't, haven't done this message in a few years. And uh, it's really important that we speak the word. Back in, back 40-some years ago when we came into this uh, full gospel, word of faith message, uh, it was very, very important that, uh, that we would speak the word. We were conscious of what we said, what, what we were saying at all. Most times, and if we weren't, somebody would stop us and say, hey, you're not speaking the right thing there. And, uh, you know, words are so important. And uh, it's important not only to know the Word of God, but to speak the Word of God in order to have what He said we can have and do what He said we can do and be who He said we can be. So it, that's, a, that's agreement. That's, that's what we, how we agree with somebody. You know, I've said this before. If you can, uh, somebody says something to you about, do you agree? And you go, you don't say a word. You don't say agreement. Is says I agree. I I go with what you said. Uh, over in Second Corinthians four thirteen, Paul writes this. He says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We believe and also therefore speak. In other words, same spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Without faith, the Bible says in Hebrews, it's impossible to please God. Well, I've often said faith is alive in two places, in your heart and in your mouth. It's got to be coming out of your mouth. We know I'll read scripture, Romans 10, 9 and 10 in a few minutes, but that's how we accept salvation is, is through that very thing, is believing in, in our heart that what God has done with Je through Jesus Christ when he hung on the cross, rose again, and then, and then we confess, and confession is made unto salvation. In other words, we confess what he said. Amen? So it's important. We find over in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, you know this scripture, For surely I say to you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, well, you know what the mountain is. The mountain is your problem. The mountain is what you're facing. It could be sickness. It could be financial problems. It could be relationship problems. It could be you. maybe you need deliverance. Maybe you're in bondage over something. But you begin to speak to this mountain, Jesus said. He, you know the story there. You need to go back and read that in Mark 11 about where he cursed the fig tree and it died. And then they, they said, oh, look, look, master, that tree has died. And he said, have faith in God. Listen, we put our faith in God, in God's word, and then we begin to say to the problem, to the circumstance, uh, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. See, we sometimes wait for God to do something. Well, Father, do this, and, and Jesus, do this. And he said, you do. 
You've been given the words of life. You've been given uh, the authority to stand on the word of God. He said, you speak the word, speak the word. Remember that story with the centurion where he came to, uh, they came to Jesus saying his servant was, was sick and to death, I guess. And he said, uh, and he, Jesus said, he didn't even ask him to come to his house. He said, no, just speak the word only and your, my servant shall be made whole. Speak the word only. So we begin to speak the word. So we have faith in God and we trust in his word. Amen. Amen. Spiritual law. We are what we confess. <laughs> we, we, what we confess will determine what we have and what we will become in life. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> you just said it. I don't believe it. But if you begin to believe it, we say all sorts of things. You ever been around somebody, a negative Nelly, <laughs> that all they talk about is the negative things and it seems like they always have a bad time and always having uh, facing uh, calamities and stuff? Why? Because many times they're saying it. They're bringing it on to themselves. When we speak the, the words of the world and the enemy, it opens up a, a place for him to come in. Just like if we speak the word of God, it opens an avenue for him to come in and, and help us in those times. That's why the psalmist said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. See, that goes right along with what it said, believe in your heart and say with your mouth. The words of my heart and the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You ever think of words being a, a God being able to see your words? I believe that he can and it, but as long as you say what he says as long as you agree with he what he says he can come in and be your strength and your redeemer he can be your help but when you go another way you give him no access see he will not barge in where he where he's not invited but his word invites us into his into our lives amen we will rise to the level of our confession or go down to the level of it now, Brother Hagin, you've heard me say this before. If not satisfied with what you have in life, then change what you're saying. What you, what you say is a result of what, you're, or what you have is what is a result of what you've been saying. Amen? Amen. Never take ownership of, of problems that you have. Never take ownership of sicknesses or, or ailments that you have. You may have them, but don't take ownership. We have people that, you know, and you can use them as, as an excuse. You can use sickness as an excuse. Sometimes we find that with, with, with kids when they find out when they're little and they don't feel good and, they, you know, and then you begin to baby them and you begin to give them things. And the next thing you know, they're wanting to use that as an excuse. And sometimes in school, they'll like to do that because they don't want to go to school. But listen, we can't take uh, ownership of those things. Some people will, will tell you, well, I'd like to help you, but you know, I'm down in the back and, and uh, or I've got arthritis or I, uh, whatever. And you may have that, but don't use it as an excuse. Don't take ownership of it. Listen, I've went through some things here recently this summer and uh, physical things, but I don't take ownership with, of it. I do what I have to do, get, get the remedy, through the doctors and through the, the word of God and through uh, his, his delivering presence of, of, of what he did on his back and by the stripes that he bore, he's my healer. But don't, you don't take ownership. Well, you know, I had this. Don't go around talking about those things. Go around speaking to what you want. Amen? Amen. What we have, uh, what we have and are is a result of what we believe and say today or yesterday. Now, 
Over in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, Jesus says, or it says that Jesus is our high priest of our confession. I'll just turn to that real quick because I might be something else I want to read there. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. In other words, he, he is looking out and, uh, for our confession. He's, a, he's the mediator of our confession. It says, therefore, consider all in Christ and what he has done as described in the chapter 2, but that was for As an apostle, Christ of God's represent to his people. As high priest, he is our representative to God. So he's going to represent what we say to God. Amen? Now, if we're saying what he says, we, we're going to be in line to get what he says we can have. Now, in Hebrews 4.14, it says, Be tenacious in holding to God's promises, aggressively uh, pursue God, study his word, and build up your faith. 4.14. That, we need to read some of this stuff. And we, uh, seeing that we have a great high priest, this is what it says. Who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to that confession. One another place it says profession. We ought to be professional uh, speakers of God's word. That should be the first thing that enters our mind when we get into a crisis or get need his help. Is go right to the word. Begin to say those things. And listen, you can speak to things in your own life. You, we should be speaking to things. Jesus spoke to all kinds of things. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to, uh, to the, the, the tree. He spoke to uh, uh, people. He spoke to demons that come out of people. He spoke to fevers, <laughs> you know, Peter's mother-in-law. So we, we're to confess the word. And what's confession mean? It means saying the same thing, saying the same thing as God says in his word. And the Greek text says, let us hold fast, saying the same thing, what we are is, uh, what are we to say? We're to say God's word. Amen. Now, there are uh, three confessions I want to look at here real quick. Make sure I got the right. Yeah, we're doing right. Confession unto salvation. That was what he said in Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And with, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Confession of sins. I mean, you know, in 1 John 1, 9, you say we have no sin, you make God out a liar, or you're a liar, not God. Uh, but, and then you say, well, if you confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me. That's a confession of sins. Thirdly, uh, confession, our faith in Christ, we, what we can do through him causes our faith to grow. We can do all things through Christ. Greater is he that's in me. These are confessions of what he has said we can. Uh, I'm not going to speak them out tonight, but I have this list that we use in our small group, I Am Confessions. If you're here in church, ask me for one. I'm a child of God. I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I'm forgiven. These are all in Scripture that we ought to be confessing over ourselves. It will build our faith, build our faith to be stronger, and so we can, when, when crisis comes or when times come, we can speak the word. Faith, like love, finds its joy in continual confession of it. The more I say we love, the more you say you love someone, the more of a reality it becomes. <laughs> You've heard me say this before. I've used this before. A man and his wife went to counseling, and and he and he never says he loves me. That's what the wife says. He never says he loves me. Well, the husband says, "I told you when I married you that I loved you," 
And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Well, <laughs> but we ought to use those kind words and loving words. Believing and saying brings results. Now, over in Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verses 1 through uh, 6 in the King James Version, if you, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake you, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Now that word hearken in the, in the Hebrew word means to hear intelligently. How many times we know we need to hear things intelligently? That's why we suggest when you come to, to, to Sunday service, uh, Pastor Scott or myself or whoever says, bring your Bible open your Bible, and when he's speaking out of Scripture, you can hear it intelligently because you're looking at it and hearing it. Amen? To be obedient. Oh, man, my, this is so important. To be obedient to what the Word says. When this Word says you, you, you should do this, this, or this, then do it. Amen? To declare. You, you, declare is mean you speak it out. You say it. And diligently, it means wholly, completely, far, fast, and louder and louder. Now, uh, uh, Charles Capps writes this, uh, wrote this down. I have to turn my page here. He says it this way. He kind of, kind of paraphrases it. It shall come to pass if you shall hear intelligently, be obedient to, declare wholly, completely, far, f fast, louder and louder what God has said to observe and to do all his commandments, then all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Amen. You ought to go around telling, saying to yourself what he has blessed you with. In Deuteronomy there, it gives the blessings. You ought to say to yourself, he has blessed me in so-and-so and such-and-such and this and that. Amen. You ought to go around saying, "He, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Jesus, you're my healer. You ever think about that? You're going through a time of sickness or uh, infirmity. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you're my healer. You're my salvation. You're my deliverer. You're my helper. An ever-present help in times of trouble. So we're to declare and announce and affirm all these things by saying it. And what do we say? We say God's word. That's why it's so important to know what his word says. We call ourselves word people. We call ourselves word of faith. But yet, somehow we get so far away and all these other words and all these other things come creeping in and then you begin to uh, give that attention and then when time, when you need to speak the word you don't you can't think of it you can't can't bring it to your mind in John 15:7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be what done for you done for you amen here Here's what words are expression of thoughts and desires. God's word is the expressed image of his substance or his person. When we have promise of God, when we have promise of God, this is God's expressed image. God gave us all things through his promises or his word, and by conceiving the promises, uh, we can be a partaker of his divine nature. Amen? Amen. That's what he wants us to do. And everyone has that opportunity. 
And maybe you haven't been doing that recently. I know sometimes I, I need to have a spiritual checkup. Am I saying what God's word says or am I agreeing with what the world says or, or, or somebody else is saying I need to agree with what he says? Because if God be for me, doesn't matter what these other people do. Amen? Over in Matthew uh, chapter 12, I'm going to turn to that if you have your Bibles. Hope, hope you have a Bible and follow along at home. But if you don't, go back and listen to this and, and, and follow along. In chapter 12, it tells us how important the Word of God is. <clears throat> it says, well, verse 33, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. You know, we'll be known by the fruit that we have. Amen. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why it's important to have the word of God in your heart and then put it in your mouth. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what? Evil things. But I say to you, this is Jesus, this is in, like the old saying, it's in red writing, so you know it's Jesus. <laughs> but I say to you that, that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Listen, every idle word, that means it doesn't have a life to it, a godly life. Amen? Words have a life to it, but a godly life. And it goes on to say, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. What are you saying? What are you saying tonight? Are you saying the word of God? It says on judgment day, men will have to give account for every idle word, inoperative, non-working word they speak. We're going to give account for those things. You never, I never think about that too much until I, I read these scriptures that say that. Ever think about every kind of, uh, uh, every every idle word or every foolish word or everything off the cuff? You know, uh, if you have been doing that, just repent. Say, Father, forgive me in Jesus' name, and turn away from that and start saying what's right. Now we know, we know over in Psalm eight or Proverbs eighteen one twenty one, death and life are in what the power of the tongue. Got to know your tongue is like a little. Um, a fire, the Bible calls it, calls it like a, uh, you know, like a rudder. It'll guide your life just like a, a rudder will guide the life of a, or the direction of a ship. And uh, so we have to know what what's coming out of our mouth. It's more important. I think it says, I don't know if it's Jesus, but it says in Scripture, uh, don't worry about so much about what goes in. It's what comes out of your mouth. It's, it's highly important. Hebrews 4.14. Hold fast our confession. Satan is a thief trying to steal God's word out of our heart and out of our mouth. We got to hold on to it. Got to keep speaking it, keep uh, muttering it and thinking about it and going around during the day. I, I spoke on worship here recently and, and how we should worship God on a regular basis, on an ongoing basis. Lord, I thank you and praise you for saving me and delivering me, helping me. All the things that you want are all the things he said he would do. What you think, I'll say it again. What you think determines what you believe. What you believe determines what you say, and what you say determines what you have. Amen? The just, that is our, uh, us, are to walk and live by faith. 
We must build our faith, especially with days that we're living in today. We got to be built up because there's an onslaught of the enemy's attacks out there in every direction. We got to be wise to his his uh, wiles of the devil. Amen. And in order to do that, we got to begin to speak the word over ourselves. Otherwise, fear and anxiety and and things can pop up. Now, uh, in uh, in uh, Mark eleven twenty three, I think this was maybe in the Message Bible. I didn't write it down. Truly, anyone who speaks to the mountain, dumped yourself in the lake and does not become separated from the, the statement he makes, that person will actuate his or actualize his statement. In other words, got to know what you're saying. Put God's word first in your heart and in your mouth. God's looking for a person, a person who will confess his word and hang in unto it so it can prove itself, himself. Amen. So God can prove himself. Idle words. I would ask you tonight, what's your heart full of? You got to do a, a word check. Got to go heart check every every so often. If you go like to the doctors and get a checkup, I say we need to go and have a spiritual checkup on a frequent basis. Out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. That's that's a, that's a true word. Jesus said it. And what words are you speaking every day? Are you speaking idle words? We, we get so caught up into that with where you try to make a joke or to have an opinion and just throw something out there and see if it's going to stick. And most of the time, it's not necessarily godly. It's not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily something that's going to be building life. What words are, are you speaking every day? Here's four uh, uh, things words do for you and to you. They identify you. Words are your faith talking, positive or negative. You got to know that. You got, they'll identify you. You can identify a person. You ever been around somebody that a uh, Christian, you know, but are so idle or not um, negative, and speaking so many idle words, and you get around them after a while, and you're going, "Oh my gosh, every other word is a negative thing, a negative thought." Uh, they'll establish boundaries. Words will control how you how far you can or can't go in life. That's just true. Go, look, um, I, I read a book one time called The Difference Maker by John Maxwell. And the difference maker was two people with the same IQs, the same brain, brought up the same way. Uh, one of them would be highly successful and the other one wouldn't. Well, one of what, what was the difference? One of them had a great attitude, a positive attitude. One uh, didn't say the bad things. He said what he could do and what he was going to do. And, and the other one would just always be negative. But see, there's an attitude of faith, too. There's an attitude of faith. We have to have the right attitude. When you're going through something, don't say what the first thing that pops into your head and say that, well, I guess that's my old this and that acting up. And I don't know. I thank God <laughs> that by his stripes I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus, that you're my provider, my helper. Amen. Words affect your spirit, strengthen or destroy your belief in God and what he says about you. Words affect your faith. They either turn your faith loose or limit what you can accomplish. Limit what you can accomplish. You ever been around somebody? <laughs> the old, I think I, I may have said this before one time, but remember the little story we used to read it uh, about the little engine that could? <laughs> Remember the, the big engines couldn't do it, couldn't take them over, or didn't have time to take uh, the, the, the train over the mountain? 
but here come the little engine. And what did he say all the way up and over the mountain? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Actually, one of my, I don't know which one, Allison or Aaron, learned to ride their bike just saying that very thing. They're riding their bike. I think I can. I think I can. You know, they begin to, they begin to ride their bike. So you can do things. Uh, over in, in Mark 5, and we'll be closing here in just a minute, but I want you to see this. It's the story of um, the woman with the issue of blood. And I like what she says in verse 25. I'll find it here in a minute. Don't want to run out of time here. I'm on the clock. 525. Uh, now a woman had, a, a, had a, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 25 years and suffered many things from many physicians. She spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind in the, him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, for she said, if I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And then it goes on to say, Jesus wondered, wondered a virtue went out of him or power. And then he says, who touched me? And she finally confessed. And he says, well, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. In other words, she had something to do with it. He'd already provided, or would provide someday, by going to the cross, bearing the stripes on his back for a healing. But she, he, she said, if I may just touch the hem of his garment. Amen? So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to speak the word. Speak the word over every situation. And we'll begin to see change in our life. That's, that's, really, that's really what the word of faith is all about. That's really what a confession is about. We need to confess God's word on a regular basis and see him work in our lives. Don't get, don't get run down if you've missed it. Get back up and begin to confess. You know, uh, over, I think it's Joshua 1 where they, or, or, or Psalm 1, I forget. I kind of throw those two together. But they muttered the word day and night. Meditate the word day and night. And they muttered. When they meditate, you mutter the word. Lord, I thank you, praise you. You're my healer, my deliverer, my helper. Whatever you need tonight, begin to say what the word of God says because he's made some promises that are far, oh, exceed anything we could even hope or thank for. That's what it says in Ephesians 3.20. So just do that and we'll begin to see blessings come to your life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. You sent your word and delivered us from our destructions. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Amen. Uh, it guides our path to what we need to do in, in this life. It, it gets us out of problems, gets us out of uh, calamities, and gets us over into that place where you can bless us and help us in every area of our life. I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would begin to speak the word, speak the word only, and see that the blessings of God overtake them. We just give you praise for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Been good to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.